If you are feeling tired, if you feel like you need frequent naps, if you feel like you're gaining weight, feeling less energetic, feeling depressed, or dealing with chronic pain, this is something you might ask yourself. Am I slipping? We all know how easy it is to slip back into old habits. You don't gain 40 pounds overnight. You don't lose all your cardiovascular fitness overnight. It's something that happens gradually. Welcome to Power Up Your Performance, where we talk about how you can learn to think, feel, perform, and live like a champion. Hey, hey, welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm Kim Peek, and my mission is to help you move more, move better, and live a more fulfilled and rewarding life. In the previous episode, I shared a little bit about how upset my daughter was when she got home from college for the summer. Over the past three years, she's gained about 40 pounds, and she finally hit a point where she was ready to get serious about making some changes. Now, before you all start messaging me, telling me that we should love our bodies in whatever shape they are in, I agree. I totally agree. What size jeans we wear or how our belly looks in a swimsuit does not have anything to do with whether you're a good person, it has no bearing on your intelligence or your work ethic or how much you love or how much you are loved. None of that. But when your weight begins to affect your mood, your cardiovascular fitness, your ability to participate in the activities you love, or how you feel in general, it's time to start thinking about maybe making some changes. I hate that we live in a world that is so hung up on appearance. So how we look is not the focus of this episode. I want you to think more about how you feel. From my own perspective, I've talked to you a number of times about how much my body hurts because of the hormone blocking drug that I take to reduce the risk of breast cancer recurrence. That is a mouthful. Anyway, it blocks any estrogen that my body attempts to make and joint pain, muscle pain, brain fog, and weight gain around the midsection can all be side effects. These are well-documented side effects. And every time I've complained to my doctors about my weight gain, they just shake their heads, kind of give me those pitiful eyes and tell me it's hard, like next to impossible to lose weight while on this drug. And I am kind of excited. I only have 18 months left to take this thing, and then I will at least be off the hormone blocker. Anyway, all this time, I've kept working out. I run as my body allows, but I do have some pain, which makes it kind of challenging to keep up the type of activity that I used to do. I still follow the same style of diet I was on when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, and I've just gradually come to accept that this is what my life looks like right now. And then my daughter came home from college and asked me to help her lose weight. And something remarkable happened. In a week and a half, I have lost six pounds, six pounds that have been hanging on for over two years that no matter how hard I tried, no matter what I tried, would not budge. And this made me start to think more critically about what I've been doing. It made me realize that over time, I've been slipping into old habits. So as I go through this next part of the podcast, I encourage you to think about your own habits and think to yourself, am I slipping? The way I personally eat is not for everyone. So this is not nutrition advice. But 
I used to live on a fairly strict paleo diet consisting of fruits, veggies, nuts, seeds, eggs, and meats. And when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, I was 115 pounds of triathlete muscle. Best shape of my life. I was strong. I felt good. My mood was great. And even while I was going through chemo, I maintained that way of eating. So what I was doing at the time worked for me. As my pain got worse, though, I had to change the type of workouts I was doing. And I started gaining weight. And not a massive amount at once, but slowly over time. And without balanced hormones, losing a single pound is a serious struggle, no matter who you are, for anyone, not just those who have had breast cancer, teens with messed up hormones, women going through menopause, women going through perimenopause, anyone. When your hormones are screwed up, it's just hard to lose weight. So I started gaining weight and I got frustrated. And you can kind of see where all of this is going. I, I'm slowly making changes. First, I have to change my workouts. I'm not maybe working as intensely. And then I start allowing more exceptions into my life. A chip here, maybe a night out with some queso tip dip there. Oh, another excuse to go have a margarita. And slowly, I got away from the nutrition principles that worked for my body the things that helped me maintain my weight and help me reduce the inflammation, which also affects my pain levels. So it's like this vicious circle. One thing affects the other and it's hard. I get it. It's hard to get started when they're all so interconnected. If you feel bad, it's hard to get started working out. It's easy to think a cookie here or a cake there or a few bites of lunch you're making your kid won't count. But over time, it really does all add up. So when I first started working with my daughter, I realized that my own habits had slipped. So I have been doing this program with her and I hesitate to call it a diet because I really don't like that word. It's more like a way of eating or a nutrition program or a food plan, but it's just how we eat. Truly, we are working to reset our taste buds right now so that we don't crave sugar and Starbucks drinks and we don't dip our hands into the chips every time we walk through the kitchen. So to do that, we started following the keto diet. Now, are we actually in ketosis? I don't know. And I really honestly don't care. Let's just say that we're doing a loose version of keto. People get all wound up about keto. But what does keto really mean? It means we're eating a low-carb, moderate-protein, and a high-fat diet. It wasn't that long ago that we were being told that fat is bad for us. But current research shows that the previous thoughts about fat are wrong. Healthy fats like you find in salmon or avocado or coconut help us fill up, help us feel satisfied longer, and don't spike our blood sugar. For the record, you still want to stay away from most of the oils you find in packaged foods, but if you're cooking with real butter, avocado, or coconut oil, this is not going to hurt you. You do not have to worry about cooking with these things. You want to think more about the, the junky fats that are in processed foods. And for all of you who have been avoiding salad dressing, maybe you could make your own to avoid all the added sugars, but a good vinegar and oil salad dressing made with some avocado oil is good for you. It's not something to avoid. It can be part of a nutritious diet. It's time for us to start being, stop being afraid of eating 
the healthy fats. So back to the nutrition program that my daughter and I are following. We are eating three meals a day, and I've been documenting all of that in my Instagram stories at Power of Run on Instagram. The meals that we're eating include meat and veggies, and they are totally filling us up. Because they are high fat and low in added sugars, we're staying full between meals, and we aren't snacking. And this is just huge when it comes to eliminating all those sneaky extra calories that you get in throughout the day that you might not even realize that you're consuming. When the urge to snack becomes overwhelming, we've been eating things like watermelon, cucumbers, blueberries, and cherries. And no, that is not on the keto diet. But it's a heck of a lot more healthy for us than a Snickers bar. And this strategy has kept us on track for the last few weeks. And I think that this is important to note. You want to put yourself in a situation where you can mess up a little bit and then you jump right back, right back on the plan. You eat something that maybe wasn't in your plan for the day and you just go, oh, okay, yeah, I didn't realize I just stuffed that cookie in my mouth or dang, my sister was eating chips in front of me again and I reached my hand in the bag, you don't use that as an excuse to spiral out of control. You note it and you move on and you stick with it. So these little things that we do like eating the extra fruits, those are things that are helping us stick with our plan. We're still making a healthy choice. It's just not strict keto. And we are getting great, great, great results. As I said, I am down six pounds in 12 days, and she is down 12 pounds. When you first start keto, it's common for you to lose weight rapidly like this, and the rapid weight loss is not something that continues. So, you know, maybe next week or so we're going to see, it's actually already starting to slow down, but we will see that we're not losing this pound a day or pound every couple of days. It's going to slow down. That's just how it works. It's not advisable to continue this pattern long-term. And some of that weight loss is water weight. But the encouraging thing is that I'm already fitting into running shorts that I haven't been able to wear in a good year. Like some shorts that I, I know all the people that are into the only keep it if it brings you pleasure, that whole ritual. Um, would have told me to throw those shorts away for a long time, but I have been super stubborn about the fact that I'm going to lose this weight and fit into my favorite clothes. So I still have those shorts and they fit me again. And I think that's really, really exciting for me. Anyway, um, my daughter's progress pictures are also so remarkable so far. There is definite fat being lost. If you are feeling tired, if you feel like you need frequent naps, if you feel like you're gaining weight, feeling less energetic, feeling depressed, or dealing with chronic pain. This is something you might ask yourself. Am I slipping? We all know how easy it is to slip back into old habits. You don't gain 40 pounds overnight. You don't lose all your cardiovascular fitness overnight. It's something that happens gradually as you get more relaxed about behaviors that work for you and you start making more and more exceptions. These exceptions, sometimes they're good. Some people work really well with exceptions, but other people, you start making exceptions and all of a sudden it just opens the floodgates and all of a sudden you're making all kinds of exceptions that do not serve your goal. 
It takes time to get so out of shape that your favorite clothes don't fit or so out of shape that you can't move off the couch to chase your grandkids or so deconditioned that the walking on a vacation becomes exhausting and too much for us. So what if we flipped that concept and remembered that it takes time to create new habits too? If you are not feeling as great as you used to, if you are tired, if you've gained weight, if you just can't move well because it hurts too much, I'm going to give you three areas to look at this week. This is not the entire solution. This is just a starting point. I want you to, and and I'm not even going to tell you you have to do anything about it this week. We will continue to build on this. First, I want you to look at how is your nutrition? Are you eating a variety of real food? Are you avoiding as much as you can that comes out of a package? I cannot stress enough how processed foods contribute to inflammation in the body. And that inflammation affects how you feel. Along with that, what are you drinking? Are you drinking lots of fancy coffees with a bunch of sweeteners in it? Lots of flavored flavored drinks that have high sugar content? Lots of smoothies that are loaded with sugar? Are you drinking soda or pop? All of these things cause inflammation. They can all affect your weight and your mood, and your energy. How often are you having wine or beer when you're out? All of these things also affect your energy and your mood. And it seems like we often tend to forget about the calories that are in the things we drink. So just take a look at your nutrition, see if you're on track, or are there some places you could tighten it up? And maybe if you wanted to take one action step, pick just one thing for the next week that you can change about the way you eat. You can make it something super easy so that you have some success. I want to see you have some success. Next, I want you to look at your sleep. Are you getting at least eight hours of sleep each night? We need sleep to help our bodies deal with the physical and mental stress of the day. If we don't get that downtime, we don't see the benefits from our workouts and our bodies can't recharge. One of the reasons we can't get rid of that extra fat around our middles is because of cortisol. Cortisol does a lot of good things for us, but when it gets out of control, our body reacts like we are cavemen running from the threat of a saber-toothed tiger. Our bodies haven't evolved that much, and this is how our bodies react to stress. And so that constant stress can cause us to experience anxiety, gain weight, It can suppress our immune system. It can affect our digestion. And sleep is a way to recharge and get our cortisol to that normal levels. So first, look at your nutrition. See if you can tighten that up. Next, really put in some effort about getting to bed at a regular time and getting your full eight hours. If you're watching Netflix in bed and you are binge watching a series, no, you cannot watch one more episode. Go to bed. If you're reading a book, you stop at the chapter you planned on. You stop at the time that you planned on, not an extra chapter. If if just whatever goes on in your house that keeps you from sleeping, the answer is no. Get in bed at the right time. Plan ahead in your day so that you can get to bed on time to get your full eight hours. Also, look at your stress. I know this is easier said than done. Exercise is a form of stress on our body. So is something exciting like a graduation or a wedding. 
And so is the hectic pace that we live our lives with work and all of our family commitments and school projects and volunteer expectations. I know we have a lot of things that people expect from us. We have a lot of things we expect from ourselves. We have stress, even if we don't always feel it. So some of the things that you can do are take the time to exercise, go for a white, go for a walk, go for a hike, like how I combined walk and hike there, a wike. Go for a walk, go for a hike at your park, do something fun like cycling or stand up paddleboarding. Don't even think of it as exercise. Just find something that seems fun and get out and move. Go play ball with your dog in, the, in out in the yard. Just find a way to get outside and move. Next, find time to be quiet and reflect each day. Some people like to meditate. Others like to pray. Some like to journal. Again, this doesn't have to be some fancy thing. It can look like taking your hammock to the park and watching your birds or taking a hot bath at the end of the night. It doesn't need to be a big ordeal. Just take time to quiet your mind. So now I also want to circle back and share some of the practical things that my daughter is doing to stick with her program, because I think that these are some great tips to really see how you have to make some changes in your behaviors if you want your habits to stick. So journal, 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 and journal some more. Get a cute notebook or a sketchbook or a three-ring binder and make a journal. This is just for your eyes, not anyone in your family, not your best friend or your coach, unless you choose to share. In the front of my daughter's notebook, she has a few lists, and we are helping her plan for success once she goes back to school. Because it's great, you know, a mom is home and you're home and everybody's cooking for you and organizing and you have somebody watching over your shoulder all the time. But when she gets back into her normal environment, she's going to have to do this on her own. So we're trying to plan ahead for things that pop up. So she has a list in the front of her book of essential grocery items, things she needs to keep in her pantry to make cooking this way easy. Things like coconut milk, eggs, avocado, and a list of the basic spices she'll need to buy when she gets back to school. She's also writing down her favorite recipes that we've tried because, like I said, I'm doing all the cooking now to keep things easy, and she's going to have to learn how to shop and prepare these recipes for herself. And actually, our next steps will be to include having her do the cooking so that she's confident that she can prepare these things and she knows how much time is involved. Otherwise, all I've done is help her lose a few pounds and all of those old behaviors are going to come back once she's in her old familiar school habits. We even talked about things like when you come home from school and you're starving and it looks like there's nothing to eat and you go and stand in front of the fridge and you stare at the fridge, what do you do? Maybe while you're thinking, you actually stand in your bedroom. You walk away from the kitchen and you stand in your bedroom and think so that you're not by a food, so you're not by the temptation. Or maybe you put in the fridge a container of blueberries that you've already washed or an apple or a banana, something that's easy to grab and snack on while you start preparing that meal. Just a few bites can sometimes take away what feels like complete starvation and give you enough time to cook that meal that you need. And you know, there's also things like just meal prepping and 
putting your leftovers in small containers so that when you come home in that situation, all you have to do is pop something that you've already portioned out into the microwave so that you have a quick meal. We've made a list of plans that we call this her what-if list. She listed out situations that she could find herself in that might cause her to overeat, and then we came up with plans to address those situations. For example, what if she goes to a baseball game and wants a hot dog? Apparently, this is a big deal. She loves the hot dogs and the beer at ball games. So we talked about planning ahead for that occasion. And so she doesn't have to deprive herself or doesn't feel deprived. Maybe she just knows she's going to eat that and eats more sensibly earlier in the day. She plans ahead and knowing she's going to consume more calories at the end of her day. College life is also full of pizza and celebrations, and it's hard to be the only one who isn't able to eat the snacks. But if she wants to lose weight and eventually maintain the weight, she's going to need to pick and choose when she joins in on these celebrations. So we started brainstorming ways to participate without consuming a ton of calories. Maybe she chooses an alternate drink. Maybe she chooses a different kind of food. Maybe she has just a few bites and then puts her the rest of her food in a to-go container. Maybe she eats a third of the meal, knowing that most of our meals are two to three times what is a normal serving size, what's served to us at a restaurant. Maybe she only eats a third of it, and then she sets down her fork and she thinks about, you know, gives herself five or ten minutes to decide, am I full to let that digestion catch up with where she is and decide, am I full? Do I need to eat more? And then eats to comfort instead of consuming the entire portion. So we came up with some strategies for that. We could make an exception every single day because there's always a reason to celebrate. Yay, it's Friday. Let's have a drink. Hooray, that big test is over. Let's go get nachos and margaritas. But if she wants to stop gaining weight and even lose or maintain, she needs to be more choosy about how she celebrates. And I think this is an issue for all of us. So many celebrations revolve around food and drink. So whether we're a triathlete who needs to have energy for their early morning Saturday long ride, or a college student who is struggling with a freshman 15, we need to find additional ways to celebrate and we need to find ways to participate without sabotaging our personal goals. And we also want to find ways that we can still be part of the fun without feeling deprived. Because if we constantly feel deprived, feel like we're left out, we're not going to be motivated to stick with our plan. So we just started brainstorming all the different possibilities of things that could come up and different ways that she could address those depending on what's going on in the moment. She's also being very scientific about what she's doing. She's tracking what she's eating, what she drank, whether she had black coffee, wine, or pop each day, She how she feels when she wakes up how her mood changes throughout the day, whether she feels anxious or depressed, and any other thought that she thinks she needs to explore. And even after only 12 days, she has seen some patterns emerge. This is how you learn about your own body. This is how you learn about what your body can and cannot eat. We're not all the same. This is how you learn to make connections between your own behaviors how you feel. And that is what is ultimately going to help you make behavior changes that you can stick with long-term. We will keep you posted on how this is going for us. 
I teach most of these strategies in my Crush Your Goals, even if you are a chronic restarter course, and it is free until June 30th. And I want to put a few more of you through this, through the early version of the program, so that I can put it out there for the rest of the world. So go check out the course. Give me your feedback. I, I want to tweak it based on what you think it needs, what's confusing, what's too long, where I need to add. Go head over to crushingmygoals.com slash crush dash goals and give this a try and just keep me updated on how it's working for you. If you are not getting the results you want out of your nutrition or exercise program, I encourage you to just ask yourself, am I slipping? You might find that you really aren't doing the things that used to work for you. You might find you're not getting in your cardio or your 10,000 steps a day or your strength training. You might find that you're eating more donuts or drinking more of the frou-frou drinks than you used to. Start with your nutrition and your sleep, then check in on your stress. I am always here to listen and to help, so email me at coachkim at thepowerofrun.com with any questions or comments. I will try to get back to you right away or possibly even include your question in a future podcast. One more thing before I go, it would be so helpful if you could head over to iTunes and leave a review or even five stars if you love the content I share on this podcast. It does help iTunes know that what I'm doing, what I'm sharing is something that people love and that they find helpful. And that helps my show get found when people search for certain topics. So I am passionate about sharing this message, and I hope that you can help me out if you've enjoyed what I've talked about. Help me out by by giving a review or rating the podcast. I love you all. Have a great week, and we will talk again on Friday. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. I'm Coach Kim Peek of Power of Run, and you can find me at www.crushingmygoals.com. Dot com or on all social media as at sign power of run. If you liked this episode, be sure to give the podcast some love over on iTunes and remember to subscribe as a new podcast, your reviews and stars and subscribes will help me grow the audience so that I can share my love of health and fitness and bring more experts to the show. Power up your week and I will catch you next Tuesday.